Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up and get a three-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. Here with us is Michael Warren, senior writer with the Weekly Standard. You had a fascinating post yesterday, Michael, about the attempt by the pro-choicers to twist the story of the horror in Philadelphia and Dr. Kermit Gosnell. Yes, I mean this was this was sort of a a conference call in conjunction with a uh, op-ed from a, a writer Amanda Marcotte, who's who's sort of the leading leading writer in favor of uh, of the uh, of abortion and sort of the pro-choice movement, uh, and uh, and the theme of the call, the theme of the the op-ed was that uh, pro-life uh, people, I, I guess the pro-life movement and, and the regime that we live in. That uh, makes that makes it difficult for uh, people, for women, particularly poor and minority women in urban areas. Uh, that uh, all of those uh, uh, tough regulations uh, basically cause people like Kermit Gosnell to exist. Uh, it, it, I, I would say it's a pretty weak argument, uh, and uh, and and they really don't have uh, a leg to stand on, uh, especially when you look at. The problems that, uh, that 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 happened with Gosnell in particular, you know, he was uh, running a clinic, uh, had asked to have the National Abortion Federation certify his clinic uh, just a few days after uh, after he he uh, killed the, the the mother for whom he's being charged now, and uh, and, and the uh, National Abortion Federation uh, didn't certify him, but also didn't report uh, what they saw when they went there. Uh, they didn't report any of that to the authorities. So uh, I think the, the the pro-abortion and the pro-choice movement and their organizations have a little bit of a, a credibility gap here when it comes to uh, to arguing about uh, about who is who is at fault. I mean, obviously Kermit Gosnell is the uh, is the monster at the center of this story, but uh, has also a lot to do with with people not speaking up and speaking out against uh, against these horrors. Um, you did some follow up with the NAF as part of this uh, story. Well, uh, I really didn't do much follow-up uh, <laughs> other than just to look at the grand jury report, which which followed this uh, this particular case where the where the NAF employee uh, went to go check out uh, Kermit Gosnell's place and uh, I think was disgusted by what she saw, uh, sort of saw through the efforts by Gosnell to uh, clean up his act uh, for for the inspection. Um, uh, but the the, uh, the the grand jury report says, uh, you know, that uh, it, this was this was not uh, reported at all. She never. This is I'm quoting. She just never told anyone in authority about all the horrible, dangerous things she had seen. Uh, and and of course, the NAF, uh, which is uh, which certifies. I think it's all but two or three states has uh, has uh, abortion clinics in all right. of those states. Uh, is also certified a Delaware clinic where where Gosnell worked and where he uh, met uh, many of the of the women who he treated at his uh, at his house of horrors in Philadelphia. So I don't understand how could people be inspecting this place? They could be, according to your, your uh, great piece, there were folks calling in saying, "Oh my gosh, there's a problem here," and then no one ever acted to stop this horror. Well, that's right. That's the other element of, of the story, which is uh, a real breakdown of the state and local bureaucracy that's uh, supposed to be checking these places out. I mean, the, the argument from, uh, um, from Marcotte and these other folks is that uh, there's, there's too much regulation of abortion clinics, and so because of that uh, regulation, 
you know, it's the proverbial back alley abortions, and that Gosnell is just sort of the manifestation of that problem. Uh, but at the same time, the, the, the grand jury report, and, and folks like Marcotte uh, uh, agree with this, that the problem is that the state wasn't regulating it enough. I mean, that, that the, the bureaucracy, the Department of Health in Pennsylvania, uh, was not uh, responding to any of these calls that, that of people saying, look, this is a bad place, bad things are happening here, you should check this out. Uh, it's, it's interesting to note that both uh, a Republican governor, Tom Ridge, and a Democratic governor, Ed Rendell, uh, were they were both pro-choice uh, and had uh, and were leading administrations uh, that were pro-choice, uh, and uh, and they seem to have backed off of any sort of inspections, state-run inspections of uh, Gosnell and other clinics. Uh, so, uh, so the, the problem here is really one of negligence on the part of the uh, of, of the state. Uh, organizations and the and the, the uh, bureaucracy that's supposed to be policing this sort of thing. Uh, so, so the the, the pro-choicers sort of have a uh, 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 they're sort of stuck in a in a little logical loop here. They say, right, we've got to have more. Uh, we got to, excuse me. We have to have uh, fewer regulations so that uh, people have access to abortion more easily. But uh, the regulations were on the books; they just uh, weren't being enforced, and and that's a problem as well. So, uh, so this is a real problem, and it ends up uh, that that these folks end up saying, "Well, this is just uh, this is just the pro-life world that we live in," uh, which is really <laughs> not accurate to say the least. Abortion is still uh, legal in all in in, um, in the United States, and in every it is hilarious state. to hear the same people who say the government should regulate my soft drink and should regulate my trans fat cookie and should regulate, you know. Uh, how fat my kid is if he's at a public school, but shouldn't regulate life and death decisions like abortion. Well, and here's the here's the other problem with uh, with this, this argument, uh, which is that it's not just the there are too many regulations. It's also that there there isn't enough public funding for this sort of thing. I mean, the, the other argument is that the Hyde Amendment, which which bars uh, Medicaid or really bars any federal funding of abortions. Uh, that is what forces uh, these these poor, uh, often minority, inner city women to go to these places. Uh, it, but that seems to be placing the blame in completely the wrong the wrong place. I mean, uh, Kermit Gosnell uh, was a monster. He uh, uh, he did terrible, terrible things in, in terrible conditions. Right. And to, to read the report is is, is enough to make you sick. Uh, to say that that the Hyde Amendment, uh, which bars funding for for abortions cause this uh, sort of takes the blame and takes the responsibility off Gosnell, the, the people who worked for Gosnell, who knew what they were doing, and for the state uh, officials who, who uh, sort of turned a blind eye to what was going on there. And of course, the real issue is how close uh, Gosnell came to doing things that were legal, because it was just a matter of where the infant's body was in relation to the mother. It could have been deemed a completely legal procedure. And we have a Senate race up here in Massachusetts with uh, the leading front runner, or excuse me, leading front runner, the front runner being someone who supports partial birth abortion and voted against banning it. So there's an, another layer of conversation that the radical extreme pro-abortion folks are managing to avoid. Well, this is this is one final element in this pro-choice uh, argument is that it's the politicization of abortion that causes this, uh, which which is really pretty rich because it's exactly as you said there there is actually a political debate about these things. Uh, I don't think that the uh, that the pro-life or the pro the 
extremely pro-life and the extremely pro-choice groups, uh, uh, depending on, uh, I mean, I, I, I tend to uh, go with the extremely pro-life uh, myself, but uh, most, most Americans don't uh, subscribe to either of those views. There's this, I think James Toronto had a great term for it, the mushy middle in between, right. which is exactly where our politics should be debating this. But according to the pro-choice uh, folks, they're, they're saying that it's that debate which causes this, uh, which, again, takes the responsibility off the people who actually did the terrible, horrible things that, uh, that really, again, make you sick uh, just reading about it in this grand jury report. Michael Warren, thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audio book of your choice. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.